Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Podcast. I'm your host, apparently spicy Steve Barber. <laughs> and joining me as my co-host is the awesome, delicious Waylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And joining us this week, and then once again in our series of Why We Are Wrestling Fans, is, let's see how many nicknames we can come up with, the Vanilla Gorilla, the, the Maryland Wolverine. Um, what else are we coming up with? The Heartbreaker and Widowmaker. The Heartbreaker and Widowmaker, <laughs> uh, Michigan's second most popular export. Uh, so you didn't think I remember that, did you? Yeah. That's it. That, that, <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, um, the highlight of the night, the ultimate delight, your wife's greatest fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else I can Now, hold on. Let me, let me text her and go ask her that. You know, no, I'm not gonna do it. She's in there, she's trying to trying to sleep, but um I was oh, gonna say already? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean she yeah, she's uh yeah, she's going through some um like the pain management issues and it's messing with her sleep. But mm. um I was gonna say like the wrestler, the NWF wrestler was a swinger, they introduced him as your girlfriend's favorite wrestler. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so mm. um, no, uh, I I know it's too family friendly. I have something, but uh I have made comments to uh, wrestlers that I'm the inspiration when they have activities with their girlfriends. And you have a guest right behind you, Dwaylin. Uh, uh, think... She left. Uh, was it Avi? Yeah. She's not feeling good. Her uh, also she's That's it. She's wanting to come hug up on dad is what that mm-hmm. is. Yep. yep. Uh so uh, she's been a guest on the podcast before doing that. Yeah. yeah the whole yeah. time Dwayne's just holding her like this and she's just, <laughs> just out. Um, and, and you you have a usual guest that shows up on the podcast, usually looking no, for I, a No, he, he stopped doing that because I had to tell him because after a while, he when we first started doing the podcast, he was only nine. And so he wasn't really grasping that he was doing that, even though he could see me talking. Now, you know, he's 12 and I'm like, stop it you know because he he was thinking that stuff was funny and i'm like no you need to stop because yeah hold on let me shut this door and and let me go with a future presidential candidate just because uh i'm believing in mace gilliam that the system's not right and be the people's choice uh yeah joel you missed that kyle's also going to be the people's choice of president Oh, okay. Future. Okay. So, right. uh, Dwayne and I, we actually talked about that many years ago. We would run on the ticket and we figured we'd just alienate everybody. There you go. You know, well, <laughs> so. just... if I ever ran for president, I'm pretty sure I'd be assassinated after the first debate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That confident, huh? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'd garner a lot of heat in, in a presidential debate. And for those who actually have been following the show for a very long time, you should recognize the voice. And if you've been following video, uh, this is the second time that Kyle has appeared as a guest. But you recognize he is the original co-host of the show. And we just call him Kyle, the man, the man with uh, talked before zero occupation, zero last name. (laughs) And, you know, but uh, Kyle's also a huge wrestling fan. Of course, that's why. You know, we were doing a podcast together, <laughs> but uh, but uh, since, since everyone's going to mess up my last name anyway, 
I'll go with uh, Kyle Powers after my favorite HBO character, Kenny Powers. <laughs> okay. And my my cousin is Max Power, uh, if you're familiar with him. Max Power, Max Power. Are you familiar? I feel like I should, I like I should know that, but I'm um, drawing a blank. That was a wrestler from WCW. Okay. Uh, I mean, okay. I, I barely, I, I can't recall watching him wrestle, but I do remember the name now. Okay. I, I got a kick out of him. He came out in spandex, bright colored spandex, uh, and sunglasses and hair, which I'm jealous of today. <laughs> uh, so before we get started, Kyle, and interviewing you and getting all the reasons why you are a wrestling fan, and I knew, and I know you were a huge wrestling fan. Uh, I want to go ahead and give all the contact and listening info. If you'd like to email the show, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Instagram, same thing, armchairbookingpodcast. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at bookingarmchair. If you want to find us on TikTok, it's at armchairbooking. If you, find, you can find us on YouTube for the video. It's the only video platform that I know of. But audio platform, we're on just about any kind of audio platform you can think of. If we're not there, let one of us know when we would do what we can to get ourselves added. And speaking of audio platforms, if you go to Apple, if you if you use Apple for your podcast and you give us a five-star rating and a review, we will read the review on the air. Kyle knows this personally because <laughs> he gave us he gave us a review, five-star rating, and we read it on the air. And I have a review coming for your other podcast. Um I'll try and leave it on Twitter. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there, yeah, that was going to be the next thing. Is um, I actually have another podcast called the Cubicle Chat. That's my non wrestling podcast. But you can, speaking of other social medias and other platforms, you can find Dwaylon on Twitter at fat underscore daddy seventy three. Mm-hmm. He is Fat Daddy, and his wife Hope is Big Mama, and they have a, a YouTube channel called Big and Fat, which he started making videos again. Well, I checked it out. Mm-hmm. I, g- I gave it a like. And you're also finding TikTok, same thing. I did, did you put the same thing on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, did, I didn't see the TikTok because I'm not on TikTok as much. Right. Uh, but YouTube, I mean, on there quite a bit. You can also find us our merch at tpublic.com slash users slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. And... Last but not least, and this is a fairly recent one, we found out, at least I found out, just by chance, we are on IMDb. (laughs) That still blows my mind that somehow we ended up on IMDb. I don't know if it was because of the Buff Bagwell interview and it kind of linked us on that. But some and somebody's going in there and they're updating the episode, so it may be an automatic thing. Yeah. I I think it's because you're on YouTube. Uh um, international, international oh, television stars now. You know what? That might be it. I'll have Could to. Be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I trying to think go of that, there. but yeah. Makes sense. I mean, I'll have to go in there and, and actually edit the stuff. But, you know, there's a couple other podcasts. Actually, you know, um, my daughter, she's not on IMDb because now I've been messing with her. I said, hey, I made it to IMDb before you did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hers, it, her, she's not on there yet. Uh, you know, but. It still just baffles me. We we are on IMDb, so I guess we're famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, in addition to that, I've been on three episodes of Cops. 
Wow. Um, uh, the 973rd ranked feet finder page in the state of Maryland uh, make a dollar seventy three a month for for that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh. and don't forget, I am the uh, nineteen ninety nine Mid Atlantic Regional Air Guitar Champion. Okay, because I was the nineteen ninety five or ninety six, trying to remember which year. I, I won the air guitar contest at the NCO <laughs> Club on Masawa Air Base. Uh, won two hundred dollars, you know. Hey. So yeah, I mean, that was sort of and like, re- reigning Doctor Pepper Challenge champion. Yes, uh, twenty three, yep, twenty four years running. Yep, I was there for that one, Joel, and I have to tell you that story. Okay. Um, you know, or I mean, later on we can actually maybe we can tell it on on here. But but first, introduce well, yourself. Well, Cal, go ahead and give us like a, as proper as an introduction as you want. Well, um, at this point, I'm an old man, ten pounds lighter from my last podcast appearance. Nice. Um, uh, still employed, barely. Uh, I basically my job is to make my supervisor look good. <laughs> and uh work way too many hours for too little money. Yeah. Something I like. am a <laughs> I am a believer in, in Christ, a active volunteer in the fellowship of Christian athletes. Eight time state record holder in powerlifting. Uh, should be setting up to compete here in March or April. Uh, proud pet owner, husband, father. Uh, yeah, and, and part-time wrestling fan, uh, depending on the product and television show of of the hour. And avid Vince McMahon hater at this point. <laughs> Oh. Uh, so we can get started on that subject. Um, international Saudi terrorist. Uh, we'll go with that. And a a frequent loser in the stock market, but I didn't vote for the guy, so it's not my fault. So How, how's that? <laughs> Oh, I mean that's uh the the powerlifting champion is that Maryland or is that West Virginia? Because I know you no, were the, the powerlifting contests are out of West Virginia, uh, because that's where the regional meets are held. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But uh I'm a resident of Maryland and I can only set Maryland state records. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to a national competition, um, then you can set national records. And I'm I'm close on the military side as a veteran for for those, but uh, being on the downhill uh, age wise and having some medical issues with some ligaments and different things, uh, and frequently being drug tested as terms of employment. I, I, I don't know how many records I'm, I'm going to set 
on the big boy mm. scale. Okay. So, so, in other words, you're not all gassed up. You know, if it were legal, uh, I'd consider it. But <laughs> um, the uh, there there have been medical marvels in medicine uh, in a lot of different ways, but one thing, Father Time is the ultimate champion and undefeated. Yeah. So yeah, we we can hold him off as long as possible, but eventually he's going to pin us all. So uh, I'm trying to hold him off, but uh, everything's moving a little slower, aching a little longer, and, you know, not not always winning. Right. Mm. Yeah. I totally understand. Yeah. So the the heaviest lifting seems to come with tuition payments and (laughs) (laughs) taxes. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been a wrestling fan, Kyle? For those of you who have, uh, for those in our audience who this is maybe your first time seeing or hearing Kyle. I've been a wrestling fan. I can remember watching wrestling for 38 years. And I have, I have never had like a break. Um, my my first memories, as we talked about a long time ago, were Hulk Hogan being the ultimate superhero. At least he played one on television. He yeah. may not have been one in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorf, um really um oh my gosh, it was Macho Man, my mom was a Jake the Snake fan. Uh, my brother was an Ultimate Warrior fan. I cried the day Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 6. That's funny because I cheered. My brother cried, but I cheered. <laughs> my brother was a big Ultimate Warrior fan. Uh, rubbed it in at the park when we were playing football. <laughs> and I snuck up behind him and I clotheslined him in the back of the head, knocked him <laughs> out. <laughs> I had to carry him home in a wheelbarrow. Mm. So we, we, being a boy, my brother was two years younger than I was. Wrestling was a frequent item on our television. And for years, we thought it was real because when you pick someone up in a park and body slam them, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. As a kid, I could throw a clothesline uh, that would make JVL envious. Mm. I, I, I could whip that thing. In the back, and I hitting them in the side of the head, knocking them out, like road warrior type. Mm-hmm. Oh, we used to jump off slides, uh, all sort, all, all sorts of injuries and stupid stuff <laughs> that knocking people and knocking each other out, hurting each other, clipping their legs, reenacting what we saw on television, but. uh when we got cable for the first time 
uh, it was right around the Horseman and the Dusty parking lot incident. Uh, yeah. Make it good. Yeah. Um, so watching Luger, a uh, big fan of Lex Luger um, a- as a kid, watching him at the bunkhouse stampede turn on the Horseman mm-hmm. and go into business for himself and then get lit up by Tully and Arn and then him and Barry fighting fighting together, winning the tag team titles at Clash of Champions one, and then Barry turning on him. Yeah. And the horsemen dominating for a year until Tully and Arn appeared on WWF mm-hmm. Challenge. But back back in the glory days when you didn't have 18 hours of wrestling <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah saturday morning at 11 o'clock we'd get uh a wwf show at 305 because we were on the west coast mm-hmm. yeah there you go we 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 would get um the superstation where the main event would always end <laughs> um yeah. the it would cut off right yeah. when everything was getting good. Yeah. We're out of time. Yeah. And we're out of time. Tony <laughs> Schiavone. Yeah. And um, on Sunday, you'd get a different one for WWF. And then you'd have another W well, NWA usually with the Western heavyweight championship. Oh, like the, that the Western Heritage States or something? Yeah. yeah, that weird, yeah. yeah. That weird the belt West that only Heritage. had like three champions, I think. I don't even think it was that. I think it was just Zabisco and Wyndham. Oh, really? <laughs> I, just, I thought maybe, it was somebody thought, else, but... There may have been yeah. another one, but either way, it was uh, like, the what? Yeah, it's like, what was... I never understood the point of that championship. Ever. I don't know where it came from. I remember it always being on like Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it was like uh, the only belt defended on the Sunday show was yeah. that one. And it's like, we don't care about this one. We don't know anything about this belt. Why? Can you give but, us something else? Can we get a TV title match instead yeah. of this? Well, TV title was always Saturday night. Yeah. And then you get the occasional uh, United States Tag Team Championship. What a pretty belt. Yeah, uh, yeah it was. That was an awesome belt. And then you'd get the NWA champions like periodically, but it uh, usually it was the Midnight Express as uh, as the U.S. champions. Yep. And you got Tully Arn, the Road Warriors. Remember Rick Rude mm-hmm. and Manny Fernandez. Manny Fernandez challenging the Rock and Roll Express on Saturday night. Yep. Yep. And then. Uh, we got ESPN right around 88, 89 uh, on our cable package. And I, I told the stories of watching WCCW. Mm-hmm. And like they, they would show stuff from the early 80s one day and then late 80s the next day. And then Eric Embry would show up. And... Oh, there's a name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I remember him because he looked like the least likely wrestler. <laughs> like he he just like looked like a garbage man. What's <laughs> wrestling in tight? And uh, like he had no discernible talent. 
he he wasn't very good looking uh you know uh, but he he was like the USWA chosen one yeah and uh yeah so i mean i watched a lot of wrestling um growing up i wanted to be a wrestler uh sophomore year of college uh excuse me high school uh i was playing football and they go what do you want to be when you grow up i go a professional wrestler like the road warriors and they all laughed at me and of course i picked someone up put them in a sleeper hold (laughs) (laughs) not it's not fake to me and that uh i did a job interview for school you know how you have to do like the capstone project Mm -hmm. and i did an interview where they go you're going to be a professional wrestler and i spent my whole interview just making fun of the people interviewing me um (laughs) there's kyle cutting a promo during his interview right and, and I mean, for being a shy kid, which I was, real quiet, I, I I could pull off a character. And, like, if you get picked on, which I, I did for periods, you can really cut on, on some people. Like, there, there's something in, in you where when it comes out, it it comes out like uh, a lot of people in the gym, especially bodybuilders got picked on as a child. And uh, the gym becomes their outlet and wrestling. I could cut a promo and see what was working on television. Uh, I I did it in the military at, at when I was stationed at Fort Meade. Uh, we are famous, uh, myself and another appearer on the podcast, Mr. Mullen, uh, famous for lighting people up, playing jokes on them, uh, for prank wars, until we allegedly crossed the line with the uh, car igloo during a snowstorm. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that. Oh, uh, yeah, and it wasn't you. I, I I heard I was already gone by the time Edge went on. Uh, pretty sure you figure what a car igloo is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, our mutual friend, um, he well, he got the guy once, and you know, part of the rules of when you're, you know, uh, well, playing playing a rib on somebody, you got to give them a chance to get you back before you do something again. Well, our friend, he didn't, he didn't think the reaction was good enough. And so he went and did it through the guy's car again, only he made it so thick. The guy was out there for how long trying to chip through <laughs> oh, the no, ice? No, no. Oh, Lord. Uh, if you recall, um, that person had my schedule changed where I was going oh. to work for him. I started this. I took his idea and I went overboard with it. Where for two hours we took we each took our lunch break and packed snow onto his car, Ooh. where he had 
six inches of snow on his windshield. And, you know, it, it was a good storm. The storm in 99 was one of the worst in Maryland. Ah, okay, yeah. And I I actually talked the guards at the building into letting me go into the bathroom where I took a Tupperware container, filled it with water, and I kept pouring water on top of the snow. So it it became ice. And... Once we both got out together, we actually made it worse because I go, well, if it works so well on the windshield, why aren't we packing the doors and the key locks, Mm. everything around the car? So then we started doing that and that started to freeze. And then I go, hey, wouldn't it be funny if I took all this water and I started dumping it around the car? So he'd slide getting to the car too. <laughs> Three days later and $250 worth of parking tickets, um, he finally unlocked the door where he could wow. uh, start the car. <laughs> and he wanted to fight, but he didn't want to fight me. So he got that extra day off, but he didn't have his car to go with it. Mm. So I thought it was funny, but he didn't. But, I mean, I I had jokes played on me, or ribs played on me, where uh, I got a tour of the building my first day, thinking everyone's being nice to me. Uh, second day, because uh, Steve took my hat the first day, and I did. Almost, I did. <laughs> almost well, met Jesus because I was pissed about that. But we walked him in the flight because, as you can tell, I mean, um, it was four months later, five months later. Uh, he was one of the groomsmen in the wedding when Tawana and I got married. Right. <laughs> you know. So, well, I started. I started in October, and you got married in May. Oh, so okay. So it was. Oh, seven months later. Yep. But, uh, cause yeah, the new year's party, uh, different things went on between then, but, uh, man took my hat, froze it in the freezer and I'm like brand new and they're messing with me and I have to have my hat to walk back to the dorm mm-hmm. and I can't find it and I don't lose stuff. And I don't like my stuff being messed with like that, especially stuff I put on my body. And uh, he he froze my hat. I was pissed. I jumped in his face that day. And they told me to calm down. And, yeah, I, I, I got intense. I was ramped up. But second day, because I didn't take the joke very well, they crawled under the floor and spurred me and taped paper spurs to my military boots and then took me around the building pretending they were being nice. I actually was not there that night. <laughs> but, it's like I had but, nothing to do with it. Now that one, yeah, that wasn't me. But it's oh, still, 
took took me around the building, introduced me to people. All the while, I have no idea that I have spurs on my boots. And uh, I was the rhinestone cowboy for like three <laughs> months. <laughs> but that year, if, if you remember, um, I went to Starcade. Yep. Yeah, Kyle was able to go because Starcade was held in D.C. that year. Oh, okay. Starcade ninety eight and Starcade ninety nine were in DC, and that was the day I got reported AWOL because I report I put in for leave like you're supposed to. Did my form, but I had a Canadian supervisor who didn't know I was on leave and reported me AWOL. And they're sending people to the dorms trying to find me. Meanwhile, I'm in D.C. for Goldberg and Kevin Nash. Right. Cheering for Kevin Nash because you're in a Wolfpack shirt. Starting <laughs> starting the Goldberg sucks chant. And all the while being close enough to the ring to know what's going on but not close enough to know that he got hit with a cattle prod. Oh yeah. Yeah. Until nitro the next night. Yeah. So yeah. Um, event wise, the, the biggest event I ever went to was Starcade. We could have went to, uh, WrestleMania where, um, oh, was it 12? Rowdy Piper and Goldust. Yeah, that was twelve. Yeah, that was twelve. Yeah, that was twelve. Um, but my dad had to work, and I didn't get to go. But the one of the few things we did as a family was wrestling events uh, at the Cow Palace because my dad worked there. They were free in the Cow Palace in. San Francisco did a lot of television tapings for superstars and wrestling challenge. Mm -hmm. So we would watch six hours of wrestling tapings for free and then go home because it, it really cost my dad nothing. And I actually played uh, little league with uh, some jobbers to the stars. Okay. And their kids were on my little league team. And one of them actually wrestled earthquake before, uh, before one of our games. And during the earthquake splash, cause he sat on his chest. Mm -hmm. Don Penta was so fat. He broke two of his ribs sitting on him. Wow. And uh, oh no, wrestling's wrestling's fake. No, my <laughs> rare thing otherwise. Yeah. Man. yeah. But that he was his dad, his his name was Danny. Um he, he went by like multiple wrestling names and wrestled all day for two hundred dollars a match. Okay. Um so he'd he'd make a lot of money. But he was also a luchador. 
and wore a luchador mask and was on the Mexican wrestling channel. Because in California, you not only got the American stations, you also got like Univision and mm-hmm. Telemundo. And he was a luchador and would be on like the low budget local luchador events with his nephew. And they they were a tag team. And um, his son was the littlest kid on our team. But to this day, one of the meanest people I've ever been around. <laughs> and yeah, uh, so wrestling for us, uh, having wrestling buddies. Remember the action figures, getting the action figures when I was like five. And this is how far wrestling figures have come. Barely look like Hulk Hogan and John Studd. Mm-hmm. But... 30, 40 years later, the paint's still on them. Yeah. And probably lead lead based. And <laughs> probably. Decomposing in the Tupperware container I have them in. But uh, we, we got wrestling figures. And now I'm down to uh, two in the house. I have Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell. Okay. So, um, of events, uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling was really big in the late 90s. Uh, Mickey James was Alexis Laurie. Mm-hmm. So I have a photo somewhere in my closet over there uh, with Alexis Laurie before the, the uh, pectoral enhancement she had done <laughs> in de- developmental. Um, I, I trained, uh, I was part of a group that we wanted to go to the power plant, but we ended up going to bone breakers in Maryland and training to be a wrestler. Okay. Uh, I got thrown out of bone breakers during promo time for calling Marylanders, Eastern West Virginians and, <laughs> Uh, that's a weird Eastern West Virginians, Eastern West Virginians. Um, same sister and cousin Dayton, but, um, oh, I, when I first got to Maryland, I, if you remember, I was embarrassed to be here and now I'm stuck here. I actually married a Maryland woman and I may never leave at this point. (laughs) Um, it, it, it makes me cry when I got my Maryland driver's license. I actually had a tear in my eye because that made me a Maryland driver like the rest of these commoners. And uh, terrible, terrible driving, terrible manners, awful human beings. Everyone's entitled, like more important than they actually are in their own minds. Uh this place is something else. Like I hated it here. And like, I've spent the majority of my life here now. And, uh, but bone breakers, uh, a lot of memories out of bone breakers, uh, training with the bruiser who passed away a couple years back. 
as in the bruiser, uh, like bruiser and crusher bruiser? No, his 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 wrestling name was the bruiser. Uh yeah. if you're familiar with uh they had a tag team called the Holy Rollers with Ramblin' Rich and Earl the Pearl. They made it out to OBW for a little bit. Okay. Um they had uh I'm in a match with the Dudley boys where I hit someone with a chair. Uh, but that's as high high as I ever went in wrestling. Uh, no fantasy camp for me. I, I did hear <laughs> Rescue Randy. Uh, I actually tried to do it. I tried to do it again a couple, uh, about 2009 for a local promotion out here uh, with the Hall of Pain, with um, John Rambo owns the place. Uh, Luke Gallows was out here a lot. Mm-hmm. During his training. Um, and I was going to wrestle. I wanted to wrestle for free. Uh, because my employer. If I got any money. I wasn't allowed to do it. So I was going to wrestle for free. Uh, same thing. I wanted to be a heel. Because why would I be a good guy. Um, and I ended up. Almost breaking my neck. Because the guy I was going to wrestle was five foot eight and thought he was a karate superstar. <laughs> and he he hit me with something in the in the back of the neck that just oh that hurt. And I found out after that that I have like arthritis in my spine that wrestling would be a terrible thing for me to do. Yeah. Yep. So then my dumb self started real fighting and doing MMA and Krav Maga, Haganah, all sorts of full combat, full contact stuff. Cause you know, as smart as I am with degrees and certifications, I am dumber than hell sometimes. There's a quote of the day right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I I I think anyone that watches wrestling at some point they want to do it. Uh, you wanted to be a manager. I actually wanted to to wrestle. Uh, as a kid, I wanted to be the superhero like Hulk Hogan. I, as an adult, I found that as much as I want to be liked. In certain events, um, I'm just not. And my natural ability at the time was I had a an inkling or an ability to get under people's skin. And I was going to maximize that and become a wrestling superstar as a heel. Um, like my hero, Rick Rude, um, who... I I think would get over today with what he said back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without question, all you fat Maryland sweat hogs, <laughs> open your eyes and shut your mouth while I show you what a real man is supposed to look like. And oh instant heat. But I think if a fat guy did it, it'd be even funnier. And there's hope for us, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, the uh, wrestling, I mean, I, I did everything I could to to try. It didn't work out. Um, you know, the podcast, talking to Selena Dean, could do a fantasy camp. I For what? I, last year, I I trained with someone who was working on my fitness, and we were going to try and do something. I wrestled in front of eight people. And, and I'm sitting there, and he he slams me, and I'm looking up at the sky, and I go, "This is dumber than hell." If I hurt myself and I can't go to work, or mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? And, and I just laid there and looked up. I go, "This is dumber." Like, talk about the dumbest thing I've done <laughs> outside of the military, because um, I did something really stupid there, but. Um, I I couldn't believe like I was sitting there having the time of my life, but I'm going. Why am I doing this? Like that that's long past. But if I could ever do a run in and, and do my slingshot jackhammer, I would do that in a heartbeat. Slingshot. Hmm. Why is it somebody doing a slingshot jackhammer? I know, right? We we talked about oh. that. Um, being strong enough to pull that off. But every time I see Adam Swayze on your Facebook or Instagram feeds, I want to run in and hit him with a slingshot jackhammer. (laughs) And at the very least, smack him across that face. Like, there's something about him, just like that dude in your daughter's video. Something about him, I just want to smack him upside his head. Oh, which video? Uh, she did a video her freshman year at school where the man was somewhat abusive. Oh, and, that one. Uh, yeah, that was and, her sophomore year. Um, yeah. I, 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 every time I, I scroll oh, no, that through. Was her, that was her freshman year. Yeah, I know, you, I know which one you're talking about. Every time yeah. I scroll through YouTube, I want to smack that dude in the face. <laughs> and, and I go, gosh, that's a video that's like to to help people i go i want to smack that kid i know that kid you're talking about he's actually um he's actually a pretty nice kid in real life um, then someone's already got to him because <laughs> <laughs> um of course ironically enough adam swayze when i had him on to do the interview unfortunately dwayland i don't remember what was going on dwayland couldn't make it yeah i can't remember what happened but um, yeah but swayze was actually um, that man, he, super nice guy. The man lives and breathes wrestling. I mean, he has been a student of wrestling since he was, you know, a young, young kid. And is a case of, um, he's small, you know, mm-hmm. and that's maybe the only thing that might hold him back from going um, to like the next well, level. But that, and he's a, he's a dollar general James Ellsworth. <laughs> So when you see him, make sure I, I, make sure you pass that message because oh every time he shows up on Facebook, I go, oh talk about someone I just want to smack upside the head. But but he's doing a good job. He reminds me of the Miz. It's like the yeah. Miz is like that. The yeah. Miz has just got that face that you just want to punch, but he's doing his job as a heel because that's what you know, he was supposed to do. You know, it, it, 
You know, a hundred percent. Cause like, if you can just look like that, um, like, uh, I was watching AEW last night cause I have the dog and I'm staying up late to potty train him, make sure he doesn't have any accidents. And, uh, Stokely Hathaway came out. Love Stokely Hathaway. I, I want to say it was Shivani, but I may be wrong. It may have been, um, the, the dude in the mask. Excalibur. Uh, Yes. And they go, that man always looks like he's angry. Yeah. And and, and I just got a kick out of that because, yeah, when when you hear that, he really does look like an angry little man. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. (laughs) And then when he smiles, it's like, uh uh-oh, something bad's about to happen. (laughs) It's like uh, we met Paul Heyman at Wawa years back and in person like cool as can be Mm -hmm. but when he smiled in my friend's photo like you could just feel the weasel out of him right right (laughs) and it's like oh yeah i everything they say about you in the shoot interviews like i believe it (laughs) whereas Whereas the opposite, I met Scott Steiner in person multiple times. And, you know, roided out of his mind, excuse me, enhanced. Allegedly, um, he took whatever was in Triple H's pillbox. <laughs> um, that man was cool as can be and way more intelligent than he appeared on TV. Oh yeah, you know, he got to the point where he just played a big dumb brute on TV, but yeah, he's highly educated. Yep. And, and I I got a football teammate, um Big Giant Ginger. And nice guy, but goofy as hell sometimes. And every once in a while he'll say something and I just post this Steiner meme for him that says, "He's fat." And talking about the Dudleys. Mhm where he went under that rant how fat they were and i post that for him just to remind him um uh, of my of my roots and as as a joke but uh steiner was cool as can be but uh christian christian cage Mm -hmm. um that was that man was a jerk really Hmm. like that man had the personality of (laughs) thumbtacks and he 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 was at a mwr wrestling event wrestling the alpha male monty brown who um is someone that should have been way bigger than he was oh yeah definitely i agree uh can talk about race or whatever happened in TM and TNA. Cause I talked to him for an hour. Um, because he didn't fit what Jeff Jarrett wanted hmm. at, at the time, him Dutch Mantel. And I, there was a racial lawsuit that came out of TNA shortly after that, but really, hmm. Oh yeah. About some rape people being held back, um, in TNA. Uh, but 
I, I talked to him about that, but Christian Cage, that guy was unpleasant. I, I was actually upset that I have a photo with him because he was such a jerk. <laughs> um, a, a lot of the females um, who came out, because they used to do MWR events at Fort Meade for years. Uh, and since my spouse had worked there we used to get tickets even though i wasn't on the base anymore and i'd go with friends and christian cage was the absolute worst and the dudleys were cool uh bubba ray bully ray whatever you want to call him uh a lot more of a jerk than devon was but not bad, like compared to Christian Cage, mm-hmm. like everyone was great, but uh, the Dudley boys, um, getting uh, they wrestled uh, Genesis and the Bruiser, and that's where I got Devon. Hey, let me hit him with the chair, <laughs> and, <laughs> and almost broke my hand because I did it backwards. Oh. And I go, that that was dumb. Like, I'm sitting there in the film uh, shaking my hand because, like, I busted up my thumb. And I go, well, that was smart. I go, talk about getting nervous and, like, doing something completely wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, meeting Jeff Hardy. Now, Jeff Hardy may have been high the day I met him. Uh, James Storm was cool. We met... Uh, Angelina Love at a at a club uh, locally where I live. Uh, some of them came out. Matt Morgan, uh, seven foot giant of a man. There's another one that should have made it further than he did. But like I I, I support local wrestling more than I do television wrestling. If if that makes yeah, it, does. Uh, it makes perfect. Oh, sense. I mean, yeah, I lo- I love going to the indie shows. Yeah. Um, the NW, I don't go to as many NWF shows as I was before, just because, um, it's, I know, yeah, I, I say the traveling, you know, of course, I mean, they're traveling to all of them too, um, but I mean, that's actually part of their occupation, and it's the the money and you know having to pay every single time and wear and tear in my car, mm-hmm. and then because the events. For me, the one in Mount Orb is 10 minutes from my house. Going to Fairfield is a little over an hour from my house, right. which means it's an hour drive back. back yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? And and so some of those I've actually had to forego. Um, next weekend, I am going to go down to Covington uh, because they're uh, one of the matches I'm looking forward to seeing. It's a tag match with Nikki Victory and Riley Matthews against Big Mama and Breezy. Um, and there's been some tension between Riley and Nikki Victory. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Uh, but yeah, I love watching these shows. There's been a couple other, um, there's like about three or four different companies in Cincinnati. It's just the NWF is the biggest one. I mean, right. for a reason. I mean, they've, they've definitely earned it. Uh, but there's like Ascension Pro Wrestling. Um, there's another, I think there's another called just Cincy Pro Wrestling. And you'll have some of the same one, the same wrestlers. They'll hit all the different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. companies. Um, because well, that's one of the, yeah, you know. To, but I mean, it's, talk, it's uh, fun. Chris Chavez has one. Uh, 
out of West Virginia that shows up on television at like one o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. Um, there's a couple guys that have made it to MLW, AEW, dark matches. Like uh, from that, uh, there's Acclaim Pro Wrestling. There's Adrenaline Championship Wrestling out here. Uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling is the biggest. Um, we get a little XPW uh, that comes down. ROH used to tape out in oh, Maryland. That's, that's right, because they're they were out of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So I, I've done a little bit of that, but I I have not been to a WWE event since uh, Kurt Angle was on SmackDown. Oh wow! Okay, and. Uh, our car actually got locked in the parking garage in DC. Hmm. So we didn't know that the parking garages close at 10 o'clock, but the event doesn't end until 1130. Right. <laughs> so that, that was awesome. We had to take the Metro back. <laughs> um, not safe for those of you that are not from the area. Um, they actually kicked us out of the Metro station until my wife could pick us up because um, the Metro closes at one o'clock and she had not shown up yet. Um, and uh, honestly, like with all the signs in the crowd and everything that goes on at a WWE event, like, it it just wasn't worth it. Like you're paying, uh, I think we paid a hundred and fifty dollars for our seats, mm-hmm. and I I had a a dude with the sign, and his son right next to us with the sign, and I could barely see. Mm. And I go, you put that sign up one more time, I'm gonna kick the crap out of you in front of your kid. And I I meant it, and. He he wouldn't put up the sign, but I felt bad. And, and I go, honestly, why are we paying? Like, we could watch this on television. And if I were at home watching this on television, I'd change the channel. Because this sucks. <laughs> and that is kind of how I feel about WWE right now. Um. Especially with this week's news. Yeah, I was going to ask you um, what your thoughts were about the, well, the, the real news that Vince McMahon, yes, is back. And Stephanie has resigned from everything with the company. Mm -hmm. And then there was the huge rumor about WWE being bought by Saudi Arabia, which sounds really weird. A country, it was buying Mm -hmm. the company. And well, that the turned... entertainment group. Yes. Uh, right. But that so, ended up being debunked, so. Yeah. No, so to to get into that topic, uh, debunked, maybe. Legally, in the interests of the stockholders, they can't come out and say they have a deal until they go through all the legal stock stuff so 
this is Vince McMahon. There's a backroom deal that he has already worked out for the company, and it probably started and went into play when the Saudi Arabia deal first came in. Hmm. You know what? I mean, that would that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. And of course, I mean, if the deal if it does end up happening, you can say bye bye to Sami Zayn. You can say mm-hmm. bye bye to probably the entire uh, women's roster. Mm-hmm. Um, John Cena, because John Cena refused to go to Saudi. Uh, Kevin Owens. Went, Kevin Owens, yeah, because Kevin Owens he would support Sammy, his best friend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, who are some I, of the other ones? Maybe I mean. I don't think the women would leave because, like, who's more over? Maybe a handful who are more over than Charlotte Flair. Yeah, but uh, they're not gonna they're not gonna get pushed like they get pushed now. Right. They're not they're not gonna be that division is not gonna be a focal point. No, yeah. I think they're gonna get pushed, but I think what they wear will change. And you know. You have the Saudi rules, but you—it's still America. Like there, there would still be issues, um, like legally and what goes on with with that. I I really wonder, um, because if you think about it, UFC under the WME agreement, they're partially owned by the Saudis. Really? Or Abu Dhabi. Um, that group out in Abu Dhabi owns like 10, 20% of UFC. Isn't Abu Dhabi part of the UAE? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So same like sort of beliefs. And the women are not any less focused on now than they were when that deal got announced. Because a star is going to be a star. On one hand, I'm going, I wouldn't want to see it to the stars because we know that certain wrestlers will not want to, you know, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, you know, being two of the biggest stars. On the other hand, I really don't like Vince McMahon coming back because uh, I texted Dwayne the other day and I said, this feels like an equivalent of the finger poke of doom. Mm -hmm. And they're getting them giving Hogan back the title. Yeah. You know, it's like we were here and things were getting really good. And then. Nope. Yep. Well, you have that. Um, to think that Vince McMahon has not harassed women since he created that company. Like, are we really that oblivious? Oh, I mean, they, it, they some of the charges do go back to the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they um, go, yeah. They go way back to, like, and yeah, a predator. You know, they don't take like a, a time where they're like, well, you know what? I'm just not going to do that for a while. Yeah, and all of a sudden no. they pick it back up 30 years later. Yeah. You know, um, you, you have that. You have the stories of Hulk Hogan with some women in Minneapolis. Yeah. You have the Jimmy Snuka deal in 83. Like we, we, if, if they really dug, which they're sort of doing, but stopped. This was a a backhanded deal where when Triple H got sick, he NXT was the better product. Absolutely. And 
what's Vince do? Triple H has a heart attack. Whatever he did to cause that one, um, nearly dies. And what's Vince do? His own son-in-law wipes out his creation mm-hmm. and creates the Rainbow Pop version of NXT <laughs> and, and turns it into a bunch of wrestling Teletubbies uh, of all things. And it it became garbage. Like, almost unwatchable. And you see the power structure, uh, which is a whole different discussion. But Bruce Pritchard, like Kevin Dunn, they've done nothing for years. Right. And Raw is... Monday Night Raw is the same thing it was in the late 90s that it is today, but it's just not watchable. And, yeah, I've I've gotten to the point where, yeah, I watched the highlights. Yeah, that's me. I just watched the highlights of Raw and SmackDown. AEW is the only thing that I watch from start to finish finish each week. So I I can't say I watch any wrestling from start to finish because I prioritize my sleep over um anything and i i don't even dvr it at this point i'll pull up uh cage side seeds um one of those wrestling uh sites that is on facebook and i'll go oh what happened on raw last night Mm -hmm. and oh bailey came back with dakota kai and eo whatever they named her and d- created damage control. Well, that seems interesting until they booked Bailey to lose three times. Yeah. 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 And yeah, me and Steve have talked about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm. and you, you have Becky Lynch who created the man. And I listened to a podcast today over how Sasha Banks left WWE. Cause she was jealous of the push that Becky Lynch got. And wanted the same amount of money that Charlotte and Becky got. And she wasn't going to get it because they booked her into segments that made her less valuable. And that's what WWE does. And, you know, with Sasha, they've been doing that for a few years because they say, well, she won the title. Yeah, but she always lost it in the next match mm-hmm. on a pay-per-view she had not she did not win yeah. a pay-per-view match with a title for a couple of years and then finally yeah. they let her win like what one two and then immediately mm-hmm. lose it yep and you, you uh, have her like as, as a person she goes my value is what you saw against bianca belair at wrestlemania but you're booking me to to be hot garbage mm-hmm and I'd be pissed. If I were a wrestler, I'd be furious. Yeah. But yeah. where I differ from you guys is I got so mad at the booking, I actually canceled my network subscription. I don't have a Peacock subscription anymore. And they sent me a, 
a survey and said, why'd you cancel your subscription? I go, cause your booking sucks. <laughs> it's not watchable. I can't give you any money. $9.99 a month for a pay-per-view event or whatever you want to call it is still robbing me of the three hours that I spent <laughs> it. And I can't give you this money in good conscience anymore. And I, I couldn't do it. I, I legitimately, I canceled my subscription and I like the Royal Rumble. E even when you sort of know who would win. And I think Lesnar could have taken out all 30 dudes that year until Drew McIntyre. That was awesome. That was entertaining <laughs> to watch. Uh, but you you have characters that are still Vince characters. And the best thing on television is the bloodline. Yeah. Yep. But you have you create Drew McIntyre with the sword and you turn him into what? A low budget He Man? And he doesn't win in his home country. He doesn't win. You you do who knows what with damage control. I don't know what's going on with Uncle Howdy, and whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, we we kind of been questioning that too because so when's Bray Wyatt actually going to start wrestling again? Mm -hmm. Apparently, right after we said that, he did wrestle like in a house show and he got hurt again. And, yeah, and, and he hurt himself. Yeah, and. The like my my favorite wrestler on WWE is Lesnar, and really even, no, and even Cowboy Brock Lesnar, <laughs> or Farmer John Lesnar, whatever he came out with with his little hat. But because he's he's legit, and so I'll ask you if you could, don't don't get me started on the wet blanket that is Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> um. That I'd rather watch paint dry than believe Dominic can beat anyone up in the ring. Now, Rhea Ripley would tear the hell out of all of us. Yeah. At, yeah. At once. Um, she's a star. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Judgment Day, they suck. As a group, they suck. They didn't used to, though. That's the sad thing. They yeah. could have stopped you know, left. Um, I think they're trying to do a favor to Dominic by having as part of this group that was a dominant faction. If you take this, the the parts that are part of it, they really well, except for Dominic, they really should not suck. Yeah, and and it, and it was going good for there for a little bit. Now it's kind of okay. What's going on? Yeah. You what's know? your What's your purpose? And. and I, I'm glad you said that, Dwaylin, because I, I look at wrestling on WWE, AEW, TNA. Um, what's your purpose? Back in, uh, and I hate to say back in my day, because now I'm <laughs> but, Back in um, my day. Every character that appeared on your television, you knew their motives, you knew their background. They had like a million dollar man. Even the repo man who was a mid-card act, 
Um, he had a background. He had vignettes. They had a a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, the occupation years. Duke the dumpster Drossy was a garbage man. Okay. The, I'm gonna clean up the ring, whatever. But he had a background. Other than what's on Twitter, which is not legit, there's a conflict between what you see in the what they try to be on television and who they are in real life. And that's one thing you don't get with Brock Lesnar, which is why he's probably one of my favorites. Brock is in the ring what he is outside the ring. Ronda Rousey being a heel now. That's who she is. She's not a likable person outside of the ring. She believes she's better than everyone. Because really, Olympic medalist, UFC champion, she kind of is. Um, But a lot of the people on television are playing wrestlers. And they don't have a character because they're not what they are. They're what Vince or whoever wants them to be. And it's not defined. Buff Bagwell, who you've interviewed. um, Have you seen his new Mr. Rogers type character? I saw that on Twitter. That is awesome in person. I haven't seen it. I'll have to go check it out. Um, He was at a Maryland Championship Wrestling event and did something in the ring. And that was cool. But there's um, a a few of the old adages to complain about wrestling. Um, I don't own a wrestling shirt. Which is true. There, I'm not a fan of a single wrestler enough to buy a shirt. And I used to own wrestling shirts. NWO. Uh, not so much DX. Because um, I always got in trouble when I pointed to my crotch. Um, so I couldn't wear that shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, no, nothing ever good. <laughs> you can't walk through a store and point at your crotch and expect anything good to come out of that. But what am I going to do? Go to AEW.com and buy Scissor Me Daddy? (laughs) Am I going to wear that to church? No. (laughs) Um, Or, well, who's that? Who's that shirt you're wearing? Like, there's, there's a few Bloodline shirts that would be, like, wearable out in public but some of the wrestling shirts that they have designed are are clearly money grabs i'd rather wear a bag over my head and say just punch me in the nuts and take my money than a black shirt with white lettering that is the most generic walmart based 
design that you could ever think of. Now the Bullet Club, some of that was cool uh, for a while, but New Japan they overexposed the hell out of that, didn't they? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and and look, you're you're in a Wolfpack shirt. Mm-hmm. They haven't wrestled twenty two years. There hasn't been a Wolfpack around. How you even have that shirt is actually impressive. <laughs> um, I I don't think I own a single thing that's 22 years old, uh, especially in my wardrobe. But that the fact that we wear nostalgic shirts more than we wear anyone that's current. It, it should be if they booked properly. Roman Reigns would be the attraction of WrestleMania, not The Rock. Mm-hmm. Sure. Why do why do we keep wanting all the stars of yesteryear to come back and lead these pay per views? It's because the current stars aren't over the way they should be. Something's wrong with that, and I think that's coming down to the uh, the bookers in well, at least WWE. Mm-hmm. The, Kyle, you said a long time ago, 50-50 booking, and it's yeah. hurting them. Oh, it, it's killed them. Yeah. And, yeah, there's and there's somebody else who actually mentions that a lot, too, and that's Ted, the Hill right. Hill. Kyle, yep. I don't know if you, if you listen to Ted's podcast, The Hill Truth. I, I have not, but I, I think he should go by the Thrillbilly. <laughs> um, the Thrillbilly. Thrillbilly would be a cool name. But uh, what what he has isn't bad. But you you go through like Jay Cargill um, could be a star, but they put her on Rampage, which ten o'clock Friday nights. Like, is anyone? I, I'm the ultimate loser. I, I'm so exhausted Friday night that I don't think I've seen ten o'clock on my alarm clock <laughs> in quite some time. But you you have her. MJF it like MJF uh of all the characters on television right now, that man is everything he appears on television. There's not a man that would walk near him that wouldn't want to fight him right yeah and, <laughs> uh, i'm better than you and you know it mm-hmm. that is awesome but he believes it yeah and like it outside of that like i watched aew like i said and you their performers um i think dwaylon you said it in a previous podcast is sometimes you just want to watch a match. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everything doesn't need a story. Sometimes I just want to watch two excellent pro wrestlers have an excellent match. But at what point did wrestling become a performance art? Because you get a tilt the world suplex 
onto a ladder and you're up in 15 seconds, that put me out for three weeks. <laughs> um, like just some of the things that you see, um, selling is a lost art form in today's product. And is that our attention spans? Like, did we, our generation, we ruined wrestling as fans. And and I hate to complain about the product, but we're responsible for it. Because if something wasn't entertaining, if we didn't see an eye-catching spot on Raw or Nitro, we changed the channel. Mm Mm-hmm. So they had to do something more and more extreme to get a reaction out of us. And that's what did our dollars go to? Well, I want to watch ECW because they're going to bleed and they're going to gut each other. And these girls are going to come out and they're going to be wearing like slivers of clothing. And they're going to curse at us and say all, all these edgy things. So what happens to WWE, WCW, they mimic it. Mm-hmm. Because, well, and with ECW, though, you did have, you had, you had all these extreme extra stuff, but they always managed to sneak in actual wrestling. Shane that's, Douglas. That's where you saw, mm-hmm. that's where per, per, people first got familiar with Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. That's where people yeah. saw Psychosis and Rey Mysterio. Chris Jericho, you know, so you got with ECW, you got a little bit of everything. You got your wild brawling and stuff like that and your cat fights and things like that, but then you also got good wrestling too. In WWE right now, you get a bunch of people with and skin tone that all look the same because that's what Vince wanted. Right. And all act the same who win one week, lose the next week. So they're, they're all equal. And what it's resulted in is they're equally unwatchable. <laughs> and AEW a little different because you got different sizes of people, but there's, there's no character development right now that makes you say, well, Hey, I want to watch Big Bill. That that was an awesome name. That uh, Big Cass is now yeah. Big Bill. Yeah. Um, but Ricky Starks or Action Andretti. Um. Okay, that was entertaining enough where I had to listen to what Ricky Starks said. And they set something up for the next week because obviously Jake Hager mm-hmm. put him through a table. Well, that makes sense. Now I want to watch that and, and see what happens in that match. Yeah. But you do a best of seven series with the elite who best trio in in the world in the death triangle. I don't think the death triangle spoke during all seven matches. I I don't recall a promo. Uh, 
uh, a battle between the two groups. They just showed up and, oh, we're in a best of seven series. Well, what did the elite do to get in a best of seven? Like, what started that? Well, they were the inaugural champs and then got stripped because they got into all that stuff with CM Punk. So when they came back, they were the like, they were, everybody knew when they, when the elite, when the suspension was up and they came back, everybody knew they were going to be the next challengers for the trios titles, especially but since they had them and never lost them. Other than being the an inaugural, which is okay. Like, what did they do to earn it? They just came back from suspension and voila, you, you don't talk about why they were suspended, which I still don't think we have the full details on. There's and a I, good, I don't think, and I don't think we ever will. No, me either. But William Regal kind of alluded to some stuff in his exit interview that there's a lot of immature behavior backstage uh, that Jungle Boy is a locker room snitch. And the EVPs definitely have their favorites, which seems to play out on television. And, and that, the immaturity, that's what happens. Basically, you got three dusty roads mm. and, instead of one now. Mm. But... Like, uh, I think we talked to Selena Dean, and one of the things we were talking about is supporting women's wrestling. I don't know a single person that owns a women's wrestling t-shirt. I can't name one person that has a shirt, including female wrestling fans. I know quite a few here. Yeah, I know know quite a few here. Do, Do you own one? Do I own one? Yeah. Uh, no, but my daughter does. Yep, my okay. daughter does too. Yeah, Avery, she okay. has a, she has a Bailey shirt from mm-hmm. the Huggers Want to Hug. Yep. yep. Uh, my daughter's got that one, and she's got the um, the Becky Lynch the man shirt. So I I know talking to Selena Dean, if we were really invested, if we thought Bianca Belair was the best wrestler. How is she going to get pushed by the ratings on the television, which we don't watch, or the selling of the merchandise, which we don't buy? So are we really supporting women's wrestling, or do we say we do? And that uh, – I know Jake, Jake Cargill, I hear a lot about her, so I – Tried to record Rampage to watch a little bit, but Hi, I fast. Hi, cat. <laughs> I I I fast forward through half a Rampage because I could care less about some of the people that are on that show. And ah, uh, that one did a flip. That one did a corks corkscrew three fifty moon salt, and popped right up and did a a thigh slap super kick. And one with a roll-up. If you don't follow Jack Vaughn, the veteran Jack Vaughn, mm-hmm. you need to. Okay. Um, yeah. Most over-wrestler 
2023. Yeah, have you you know what I'm talking about, Kyle? I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Jack Vaughn, he's actually another super nice guy, by the way. Um, he's hard to get on the show because the man he just stays very, very busy. Right. He, he's the OVW, I think, Kentucky. Is he still the Kentucky champion right now in OVW? Um, but he actually lives around here, you know, in you know, around this area in Ohio. Uh, but his his videos, um, like his TikTok videos, but he also he puts them as reels on Instagram and Facebook. And he talks about that. As soon as you said the thigh slap thing, mm-hmm. that that's yeah. one big thing. Because when he does, he says professional wrestlers versus indie wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. Right. And when he, like every move, you know, he'll be laying all of a sudden, bam, thigh slap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh. we watch, um, Ric Flair was obviously huge in our day. Mm-hmm. And talk about another sad character, what's left of a man. Um, it, whose podcast is barely listenable to at, at this well, I, point. I stopped listening to it seriously because I I can only hear you know an old man talk about his partying days so many times. Yeah, and but, that's all, that's all he that's all he wants to talk about. It's like okay, Rick, you're known for being arguably the best professional wrestler ever, mm-hmm. and he'll talk and his wrestling stories when he talks about him are great. But he constantly when it goes back to, yeah, you know, and I messed around with this one, this one, yeah, 10,000 women while I was married to one of my, you know, five wives. Yeah. You know, oh, by the way, my kids didn't get to see me because I was like, you know, yeah, that's what I want to talk about, though. And I yeah. want to brag about it. And after a while, I'm like, you know, you're 74 years old. Yeah. And you almost died a few years ago because of your lifestyle and your habits. And yet you're going right back to it. Yeah. You're right, right back to it. And in, in order for you to be the nature boy today, you need the miracle of modern medicine. Because uh, there's no way your stuff is working with all that heart medicine. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Kyle, but, it's, I'm glad you came on the show. It's been a pleasure as always. Yep. It, it, it's it's always fun. Uh, I r- wrestling. The the one thing about wrestling, and I mean, we didn't go into that. When I was a really, really big fan, I used to go watch the pay-per-views with friends, coworkers. Like, we used to all sit around the television and watch the events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the network, like... It, it's great. Uh, I watched the historical stuff, or I watched a, a lot of it, but mm-hmm. nobody like has a Royal Rumble party anymore, right? Hey, come over watch WrestleMania. Um, it's it, it's not the same when you sit in your house and you're watching it by yourself as it was with your friends, your family, talking to people about it. Like the most over thing on wrestling this week was, oh, Vince is back and he's going to ruin the company. And it should have been, hey, the elite death triangle, that ladder match was was awesome. Mm -hmm. Or did you see Brian Danielson wrestle Takashi? Or, well... Everyone thought Mercedes Monet 
what a great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of saying money, Monet. Um, she's coming to AEW, and it turns out to be false. But well, yeah, the whole thing about Vince—I mean, that became like the big news, especially when I had people in my office coming to me, just walking up and going Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, Kyle, I mean, we we are going to have to go ahead and wrap this up because you know you're mentioning like sleep. <laughs> so yeah. Um, what is that when you have a puppy? But <laughs> so the, uh, but yeah, I we're got, go ahead, go ahead, give I us give us your last words. But. One thing I always said, Brock Lesnar, you run into Brock Lesnar at at a bar, it's going to take a shotgun, a stun gun, and three friends. I was four friends. Uh, uh, four four friends. Either way. Uh, minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, MJF, I could take with one arm behind my back. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, I'd take all three of them by myself. Like the, it, it's different now because they're actors playing wrestlers, and not tough guys who are wrestling because that's all they can do. Like you'd never walk up to Harley Race and say it's fake. No, but uh, um, so it, it's different. Like I, I sometimes I, I see what's on television. I don't know how you guys can do a podcast. On, on some of the some of the shows uh with with the way they're booked how things don't make sense and then other things it's like man i missed that because i canceled my subscription in protest it, it's um i i almost wish it could go back to the way it was and it's never going to be that way again um things are always better in the reflection uh cuz it it's something different for each of us and it's almost revisionist history cuz you know it probably wasn't that good then but the fact that hey I'm watching this event with Steve or I'm watching this this event with my friends over here uh Jenny used to watch wrestling w- events with us and hate it but she'd sit and watch because um, you were part of the group. And I hope they find something where wrestling is cool again because some of the things that these kids find cool nowadays, like I, there's no way I'm that old and out of touch uh, to find some of these things cool now. Well, you're still cool in our in our book, in our eyes, and so we are definitely going to have you back on again. Yeah. Um, you know we'll we'll look to schedule that at some point uh, because we're this series actually we we actually we're kind of backlogged now with people to interview. Mm-hmm. You know this is so fortunately we were able to get you on early, so we were say hey you know what because I think Kyle was one of the first names I mentioned. Yeah. I was like hey I was like we need to get Kyle on for this. Uh, but we do need to go ahead and wrap it up because all of us have work in the morning. Yeah. But until we're able to get you on again, my friend, we'll have to say for now, good night and good night. God bless. God bless. God bless. Adios.